you're listening to Star Trek Sucks, yeah, the only are. Star Trek podcast. That's now right. here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leo Cardoza. That's us. Yeah. Oh, fucking love having intro music. Yeah. What is up, listeners? This is Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leo, and I like Star Trek. Hi, everybody. I'm Jack. Uh, I'm responsible for the shitty music that you keep hearing in the in the in the breaks. No, no, that's Ultra Warp. <laughs> right. That's a different guy. I'm responsible for inspiring. We are both both <laughs> we are both responsible uh, for the garbage quality of the uh, episode that hopefully some people slogged through last Friday. Uh, the um, yeah, we were trying an experimental setup and. Uh, we're sorry. We're sorry for experimenting. We're also trying an experimental setup today, and we're sorry we again. We might be sorry again. <laughs> or proud. Um, Probably sorry, though, if, if our track record is any good. Yeah, if you made it all the way through the Wrath of Khan episode, um, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to all of that. I'm sorry that the wet levels are all weird. And I don't know, maybe we'll watch it again sometime or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, Um. So, Jack... Hello. What um, what happened last week? So last week, <laughs> not Wrath of Khan, like on the regular. Yeah, yeah. One. No, I'm so excited because I can confidently answer. Oh, good. <laughs> no, last week they had a they had a very like they had a trial, a very like Devil versus Daniel Webster kind of situation, mm-hmm. um, where they decided once and for all that Data is in fact a guy. Yeah. Um, and not a and not a piece of furniture. Yeah. Um. Also, also, I don't know that that's once and for all, but they did decide for the first time, apparently. I think it is once and for all. I don't think that that argument, ha- even though I'm, I'm sure he will get treated uh, like an object by other people in the future because uh, 400 hu- years does not p- make people less garbage. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think from a legal standpoint, that issue is... They don't have to revisit this. ...is resolved. I want to thank the Birds for joining us. Yes, once again, 60s folk band The Birds yeah. is here. Something, something, Tambourine Man. Yep. Um, fortunately, we already cleared out all the listeners who didn't want to listen to bird noise a few weeks ago. So, uh-huh. uh, Yeah, it's this nice is a, out. This podcast and... is a filtering process until we find the one <laughs> ideal audience member. <laughs> It's Erica. We already know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We already know it's Erica. <laughs> um, Jack, do you want to recommend something? I don't know, man. I have Still, something. If you don't, or oh, if you want to think ooh, about yeah, it, yeah, actually, let's do let's do something different where you recommend something. Okay, so um, I want to I, I want to recommend a social media account for people to follow. Okay. Um, as I have mentioned, I have been trying to stay off of uh, Facebook and Twitter with varying levels of, of success. Um, but uh, there is one account that I follow on Instagram. Instagram is the only one that I saw the app for on my phone. Um, and it is a uh, Turkish chef. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've sent you his stuff before. Yeah, no, I follow him too. I love him. He's fucking awesome. He rules. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name. It's spelled CZN, but it sounds like I watched a video where he introduces himself and it sounds like he pronounces it almost like Jason, like Chizen. Yeah, it's like halfway between Jason and sneezing. I, it's so I imagine. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Like if you were trying to say Jason, but you had just inhaled a bunch of cayenne pepper at the same time. Yeah. 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 
Uh, but yeah, uh, listeners, if you are not familiar with this guy, so Chizen Barak, C-Z-N-B-U-R-A-K, is a Turkish chef who specializes in making uh, either comically large or sometimes comically small. A lot of the shitty mix looks really good, though. Super good. Like, I think I need to get into Turkish food because half the shitty mix, I'm like, can I... Add- Fuck yeah. You're making way too much of it, could, but could I have a normal amount of it, please, right yeah. now? Yeah. Could you just bring that to my house? Yeah. Please? Yeah, it's fucking dope. <laughs> and he'll also do, like, he's got one giant oven, so he'll make, you know, like, crazy big stuff in his giant oven. But then he'll also, like, just go out into his front yard, apparently, yeah. with, like, bricks and mortar. Yeah, it just makes he just makes, like, a, a barbecue or brick oven in his front yard. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> Well, and also, like, his, his signature style is that he just, like, well, he's, so his videos are, are him, like, doing prep, and then, like. And they're always, like, sped up to, you yeah, know, they're sped at up. least double so, speed. So, like, it shows, it shows a little bit of each step in the recipe, because he, again, makes enormous fucking dishes. But the parts <laughs> where he's actually being filmed in each step, he just stares directly at the camera. Unblinkingly. Unblinkingly with, like, this weird very strange smile on his face it's a, he's kind our, of just a strange looking guy but like yeah but like in a like a nice like yeah he's he kinda looks like muppety way i would say he's got very small eyes and big cheeks so when he smiles his eyes just go away oh, and he also has a very small mouth yeah he does yeah he looks he even he, he looks he's very cuddly looking yeah yeah he, he does he looks, he looks like, like a teddy he, bear he looks like your imaginary friend if your imaginary friend was a chef <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> But yeah, his uh, his signature staring at the camera without blinking really put off a friend of the show, Jinx, uh, the first time that she saw him. Because she was like, what is, why is he being creepy? Why is he staring at me like that? And I was like, no, that's just his thing. He just yeah, smiles. he's like a kindly man who just, he just wants you to know that he's happy that you're watching him. Yeah. Um, I was really concerned when I decided to recommend that people follow him that he was going to turn out to be a milkshake duck. Um, yeah, he is Turkish, which and he doesn't speak any, or he doesn't post anything really in English. No, I have no. I mean, he could be. Instagram does have a translate function, okay. And I did check several posts, just okay. a cursory examination to see uh, That's because responsible of you. Uh, well, and the other thing is, he's done like especially since COVID, he's done a bunch of since he makes absurdly large amounts of food he's done several videos of him like giving his food away to charity yeah that's true you know um but uh yeah i found like one pro black lives black lives matter uh post and yeah most of it is just about like uh the you know the good like the good version of being religious he's he's muslim but i mean the good version of of being of of islam and the good version of christianity it's all the same it's just like it's it's, about being of service yeah well yeah Yeah. service and kindness and love uh and and all that and which yeah which that seems to be like his whole deal so he seems pretty cool and like i said his videos are awesome yep i love it when he makes teeny tiny Uh, teeny tiny little things i want to backtrack real quick and say when i said he was turkish that's not me not being woke the Turkish oh, government yeah, no. has denied that they did the Armenian genocide for more than 100 years now. The Turkish government currently continues to essentially hold the U.S. government's feet to the fire by being the only uh, ally country in the Muslim world and forcing the U.S. government to well, they're the not only, they're the only, acknowledge. They're the only NATO country. Right, right. Um, um, because but, if you don't think Saudi Arabia is an ally anyway point being the the u.s government 
has been prevented from acknowledging the right. the Armenian genocide because we need Turkish air force bases. So yeah, I I did not I I didn't even blink when you no, made the I, comment I know, about Turkey because I'm like yeah the Turkish government is very bad. I know you didn't. I just wanted to make sure anybody listening because because Turkish out people of, out of context I just said oh god he is Turkish which <laughs> not the best <laughs> out of context phrase. You sound like such a Greek. <laughs> Yeah. Let me tell you a fun story about <laughs> Greece and Turkey, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a personal experience. So um, in college, I went on a, a history trip uh, where we flew into Athens. We uh, got on a bus. It was like almost all of College of Idaho has like a six-week or eight-week winter semester. Um, and you take basically just mostly fun classes. It's when a lot of trips happen and stuff like that. So I took uh, this uh, ancient history trip. So it was fly into Athens and then get on a bus from Athens and go to like all of the ancient historical sites throughout Greece, go up the little weird panhandly thing uh, of Greece that uh, goes to where the Greek and Turkish borders touch. Um, and uh, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but Greeks and Turks don't like each other very much. Mm. Um, has something to do with trees. I am aware of that. I think it has something to do with centuries of imperial dominance. Oh, I thought it had to do with uh, cypress trees. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my original answer <laughs> of centuries of imperial dominance. Anyway, That's, that is a great cypress joke, though. <laughs> right? Good job. Thank you. Very proud of you. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> okay, so this is the this is the way things go down when we get to the border. So it's a It's not. It's not like a fucking airport. Uh, like uh, thing. It's like a weird middle of nowhere mountain border crossing where you have to go over a bridge. Um, so we're in our Greek bus with our Greek bus driver uh, and our Greek tour guide. We drive across the bridge. Sorry, I'm imagining a porn channel called Greek Bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hairy. And gay. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a different Greek bus than I was thinking of. Anyway, <laughs> God damn it. You were thinking of... You college, you were thinking of. college Greeks. I was thinking yeah. Greek Greeks. Okay. Um, no, I was thinking ancient Greeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, also gay. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we get across the bridge in our Greek bus. Turkish guys uh, are like, get your fucking Greek bus out of our country. <laughs> and we send us back across the bridge. On the other side of the bridge, there is a Turkish bus that has just been vacated by a bunch of Japanese tourists. Do you know how much Japanese people smoke? This seems racist. It probably well, I mean, it's culture. It's probably less now, but like Japan, Japan had weirdly one of the highest. It was like one of those uh, statistical outliers because it had one of the highest per capita rates of uh, of cigarette use and one of the lowest per capita rates of uh, of smoking related illness. Oh, like French, like the French people with their horrific diet that somehow never kills them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how can you, like, why are you allowed to eat that much butter? Right. That much butter is supposed to kill you, but you're all svelte and wearing size 28 pants? Fuck you, France. Yeah. You're on notice, France. I didn't realize I was that angry at France. I mean, they suck. (laughs) France is awesome. Yeah. That's, um, that's why they suck. Yeah, that's true. Because it seems like it's a nice place to be, and I wish I was there. Yeah, their firemen are awesome. <laughs> um, so we go back. We get on this Japanese tour bus that's just reeks of cigarettes. Uh, somebody in our tour group finds an abandoned Walkman with like Japanese whatever whatever early two thousands J pop would have been like. 
was, not equipped to answer I, that question. Yeah, I have no idea, but it was like an audio. I just remember it seeming like pop music. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was an audio cassette Walkman. Um, so we take the Turkish bus back across the border. We get uh, off the Turkish bus and we get into this like customs office. That's just like, it, like I said, in the mountains, there's nothing else around us. Right. There's like the one government building. There's a duty-free shop on the other side of the road. <laughs> duty. <laughs> Our bus driver uh, gets off. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Shit, I'm wrong. The duty-free so- sh- shop was on the on the Greek side because our Greek bus driver got off, went into the duty free and uh, just bought a bunch of liquor and came back on the bus with just an <laughs> armload of liquor. Dude's name was Cosmos. He was fucking awesome. I got a picture of me and Cosmos somewhere in my phone. He's got an apartment full of birds back home. <laughs> That's a crossover reference that I don't, almost nobody's going to get. Not me. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But if you did get that joke, tweet get it at us. Tweet at Jack <laughs> at who is Jack Gunn, and he'll give you a shiny new penny. I'll talk to you if you want to talk to me. Yeah, he'll. He's, he's, I don't blame you if you don't. I'm, I'm kind of annoying. He's a chill dude to talk to. <laughs> so we get off the fucking Japanese cigarette smelling bus. We go into the Turkish government building to like have our shit processed. And um, above every like, it's just it's like a big open room with just a row it's just like a just a like a bureaucratic hellscape room so it's just like this big nondescript box building with a bunch of uh, people behind it's like one long counter with people behind it like stamping forms and shit and above every single person like at five foot intervals uh, hanging from the ceiling through the entire building is signs that say in uh, in greek turkish and english no smoking and every single government employee is just chain just, smoking at their desks just <laughs> and yeah, that's about what I would expect. Honestly. And at one point, we got up to go to the bathroom, and we had heard that there's uh, that um, like people wanting money for like to let you into the bathroom, basically, you know, for like they'll sell you toilet paper when you go to the bathroom or whatever. Like sure. in the the especially in like Western Europe, I don't think I've ever experienced this. Other than they'll have like pay public toilets on the street some places. Like in Paris, they have ones that are coin operated uh, public toilets, but. That's the only time in Western Europe I can ever remember being like uh, shaken down for change to take a piss. Um, but in uh, in Turkey, and I encounter this in uh, in Croatia as well, uh, where yeah, you like you have to try really hard to find a bathroom where somebody's not going to like ask you for a dollar or something. Right. So we have no money. We're college students. Um, all of our, all of like what's supposed to be our spending money for this trip was given to our professors in traveler's checks before we left. And the professors have to go when we get to each of our destination cities, like cash in traveler's checks and dole out cash to each one of us fucking 18 year olds. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so we have no money at all. And uh, so I go to the, me and a couple of the other guys, uh, go to the bathroom, which is like a separate building and it's, you know, big, not quite out big like think locker room bathroom kind of thing yeah, yeah. just just row of urinals along each side um there might have been like the Turk, you know hole in the ground shitters or something like that and a janitor now i'm using the word janitor loosely <laughs> this is a very long story yes it is <laughs> so the janitor is just pushing around i'm gonna call it soap okay hopefully <laughs> But it's a white liquid, just this, just a white foam. He's got some suds on the ground. Yeah, 
with a rag on a stick, literally a rag on a stick. Um, And we go in there, we take a piss, and we go to leave, and he just stands in front of us and, like, with his body and his mop, blocks the door. And we're like, okay, we know what this is. None of us have any money. Like, we can't even negotiate with this dude. None of us have any money. Uh, And then, fortunately, one of our professors showed up and, like – was he managed to physically intimidate the guy despite being like three inches shorter than him, which was you know pretty impressive, right? But I mean, uh, it doesn't hurt that he had like I don't know how many 18 year olds, yeah, that's probably true, like his back, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, if it turns into a numbers situation, yeah, you that, guys I, were gonna win, yeah. I mean, it was probably only like five of us at that point, but that's yeah, that you're right, that's yeah, enough, like that's even even if you have a rag on a stick, <laughs> yeah. You better be a goddamn master. With that better it. be a plus twenty rag on a stick, buddy. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much the, full, the whole story. Finally, our Turkish shore guide showed up and bribed the uh, cut the border officials to to let us go, and then we got to go to. Uh... Oh, there's the dog. Well, listeners, check out the Greek Turkish border. Yeah, because um, it sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely go there and let us know how it goes. Tweet at us from jail. Let us know if that janitor's still there with his <laughs> rag on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Ask him if he remembers me from 2001. Also, go to ragonastick.com and enter promo code <laughs> Star Trek Sucks. For 20% off on your first rag on a stick. 20% off on a thing you could easily make out of just just things you find in the in the dumpster. Out of a rag and a stick. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh Jack, do you want to watch uh, Star Trek? I feel like there's something else we're supposed to do up top, but that. Uh, well, you that still haven't actually really recommended wrong. a thing. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I think. I think that's the only thing we did. What happened last time, and uh, and we did uh, my thing, which isn't even a regular thing. Um, you're. De- I'll tell you the title again. Uh, you had no idea when I told you last time because yeah. it is nonsense. Right. You're definitely not going to have any idea again. But fuck it. What if I just nail it? <laughs> uh, the Dauphin. Oh, that's right. Yep, still don't know. Yep. I feel like that's some kind of mythological reference that I'm not. It is, and I can't remember what it is, but yeah, that that's definitely where it, where it comes from, um, and it's sort of loosely related. I'll look it up while we're watching, because uh, yeah, the, the whatever the mythological thing in is is loosely related to the uh guest character the fucking npc mm. that's that's at the mm. all right star trek space noise Woo! <laughs> listeners oh fuck are you ready it is the funniest episode of the second season. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and, and and go right out on a limb and say that up top. Holy shit! Um, you can call you can call foul on this, um, and I will not care. Uh, I'm giving this a 75 percent watch. Oh yeah, watch this one. Don't do drugs if you if you're gonna watch this one though. I just think you can watch it and then d- don't worry about how it ends because who fucking cares? Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm 
what I mean is um, don't do psychedelics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not watch this episode on psychedelics. That's not a... Yeah, no. That that has not been a part of our reviews so far. I would say... It hasn't had to be a part of the reviews (laughs) so far, but on this one... Don't do psychedelics before you watch this one. But also, don't watch the one with the weird baby face cloud alien on on psychedelics either. Like, not as upsetting as the, this one is brutal. <laughs> I don't know. I I want to say as a rule, as a as a general rule, I almost said rule of thumb, but as a general rule, probably don't watch this show while you're on psychedelics. There's cartoons for that, you guys. Come on. Oh, I'm just going to I'm I'm going to do it episode by episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cuz I think I feel like some of them would actually be pretty good. We start off uh with the ship headed towards the planet with the ugliest planet name that has ever been planet named. Yeah, we sure do. Col- is it Col- I can't read my own handwriting. Col- Caladria? It's a it's Something a like it's that. a god awful name for a it's planet. It's gross. Um um uh, Jordy calls up to the bridge to ask if he can do some routine adjustments. So that's how we know that yeah. what Jordy's doing is going to be a problem later. It's Chekhov's routine adjustments. They use Chekhov's gun so fucking liberally in these screenplays. Um, <laughs> well, they also use Chekhov's Wes, can you go get me uh, an SPSCM number three? <laughs> Chekhov's puberty. <laughs> uh, I will say, okay, so when, um, so uh, plot, uh, they have to go to a planet to pick up a diplomat, and the diplomat has to go back to her home planet because she's been raised on another planet because her home planet has a war and she is the, the 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 hypothetical child of Romeo and Juliet. Basically, she's the you know Montague Capulet love child, uh, and she's going to end the war. She's a virgin sacrifice, is what she is. Sure. No, I mean, I mean we'll get into this more later, but she is absolutely a virgin sacrifice. Yeah, and yeah. No, I know. I yeah, I know. I know where you're coming from, but it the. The show doesn't know that it's doing that. You're right that it's doing that, mm. but the show doesn't know it's that it's like doing that. It's almost like the show's that. written by a bunch of shitty dudes. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> Which we will also get into more later. Yeah. Um, so Jordy sends Wes off to find a... I think I I think my handwriting says SCM number three. What what was it that he actually? It's, it was a powerful electromagnet. Right, but it was like the initials literally stood for. Ah, oh, god damn it! I don't know. It might be in my notes here. Anyway, a powerful electromagnetic electrom. God. <sighs> powerful. We're, all, we're we're both very fired up, right? Now. A powerful <laughs> electromagnet that apparently can suck the iron out of your blood. That's a very powerful electromagnet. That's arguably too powerful to be used around humans. That's uh, how Magneto escapes from prison in X-Men 2, X-United. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, very good movie. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty good. I haven't seen I probably haven't seen it since it came out. Um, so we have this, uh, what appears to be a young girl and what appears to be uh, the absolute prototype of like the 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 idea of what a governess is 
Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's a nun. Um, it's a but just a severe, angry, judgmental. Like I'm trying not to use any specifically gendered words because her attitude, her behavior has nothing to do with gender. But she's a mean person who disapproves of everything and is I mean, terrible. I'll, I'll call her bitchy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel me. I don't give a shit. She's a bitch. <laughs> she really is. She's a real big bitch. Um, Wes carries out what I'm going to call uh, the new person paradigm. Yep. Like I, I, I observed the new person paradigm in effect as well. Uh, my God, just anyone new to talk to. I am in love with you. Literally, he is. He okay. So because let let's let's track the story from Wes's perspective. He is in engineering. He is doing his job. Wes, as we already know, is a ship's prodigy. Yep. He's Whatever. Very good at ship. He loves to do ship. It is his favorite to do ship. He loves to do ship. He does. Love it comes so ship. naturally to him to do ship. Jordy says, hey, Wes, go get me a very simple thing. And Wes is like, yes, I will go do that. Yeah. And then as soon as the doors open from the turbo lift and he sees a person he's never seen before who's vaguely in the age range that might yes. be okay for him to mate with, a, he's like- A reasonably pretty girl who is- Plus or minus three years of his age. What was I doing? And he has completely forgotten the thing that he was doing. So badly. I for, I actually your your angle on on the fact that he's a ship prodigy. I had actually forgotten about that. That makes it much dumber. Um, which I love. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> it gets even dumber because because like Mozart is not going to look up from his sheet music to, for exactly like a, for like a seven walking by <laughs> exactly. And she walks away because the governess tells her to heal. And instead of taking the incredibly powerful electromagnet that can suck the iron out of your blood down to Jordy and completing the fucking basic task that he was supposed to do, he goes to Data's quarters to ask Data for dating advice. The worst person on Hang the on. entire... So the ship is... Hang on. I get where you're going by saying that he's the worst person to ask, but I'm going to counterpoint this by pointing out. Are you talking about a scene that comes a little further down? No, I'm talking about the fact that he is the second most fucking person on the ship. Oh, as far as like on screen. Yeah. It's Riker and then Data. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, Picard, if you consider all of the people that picard has run into that he has fucked before isn't it only like one or two of th like picard like picard's fuckingness comes up more i can think later. of two off the top there was the chick in the last episode i'm trying there's to... the one with it with the, yeah, oh like and the there's a, like thing. his ongoing thing with crusher too and then, like, the crusher thing which they i don't know if that ever like all made. right still data is like the number three fuckingest person on the ship yeah but wes is too young to like want it to be like how do i get in that how do i get in them guts like wes is like Wes wants to be romantic still. You're right. And actually, I thought that I, I really did like how it was all played out. Uh, yeah. The whole Wes asking for advice thing. Like, I'm going to make fun of it like a motherfucker, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because it, it deserves it. It is hilarious. It's stupid. But, I, but <laughs> I still, ooh, hey, it's almost the 4th of July. Let's start lighting off fireworks uh, five fucking days early. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I have opinions about people lighting off fireworks before the 4th of July and we're outside. 
Um. <laughs> anyway, um, fuck. Uh. Oh, okay. So I've got a good. I got my first uh, of several good jobs. Um, I have a good job for data. So uh, as I said, uh, Jordy or what Wes completely forgets what his fucking job was. Yes. And goes off to Data's quarters to be like, "Hey, can you tell me about a girl?" And and Jordy and. <laughs> Data is like, well, very little is known about here, but here's her entire biography. <laughs> Honestly, that's sort of um, there's something sort of poetic about that. That I, I know the writers are too stupid to intend this, but like, just knowing the facts of someone's life like acquaints you with very little of what's actually going on with them. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like you know, social media stalking somebody doesn't really like introduce you to them in any real way yeah um, oh fuck I, I forgot i was gonna say this up top but i did uh google what uh dolphin means oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so it is a uh it's like a um uh middle ages like uh 14th uh 14th 15th century uh french term for basically heir apparent to the throne okay so that's what jesus really People are setting off fireworks. Coming to you live from the Battle of Boise. Um, yeah. Um, it just makes me want to go close to whoever's doing that and just sh- shoot a gun. Not, like, at anybody, but yeah, just, just just be... Just into the ground. Just be equally annoying, which that's not a good impulse. Nope. I don't want to I don't want to sink to their noise level. Anyway. <laughs> so it turns out Jordy was right to ask Wes if he was up to the task because... <laughs> Because Jordy makes a really big thing <laughs> about being like, Wes, I need an extremely simple thing. I need one object. The description of this object is five characters long. Right. Okay? This is the description of the object. Go get the object. And he's like, can you handle that? And Wes is like, yeah! Yes, I can. He cannot. And he can't. Um... <laughs> uh... So, I have some stuff before any of this. Uh, oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're we're vibing on this. Yeah. We are vibing. Hard oh yeah. On this episode. Oh yeah. Um, this 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 definitely struck both of our tuning forks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote down. So first of all, when they when they beam um uh, the the virgin sacrifice and her her. Uh, none her mother superior onto the ship Riker is a little too eager to offer them a tour of the ship which i thought was the direction this was going at first. oh you thought Riker was gonna oh well i didn't i to, that wouldn't have been cool to be fair to Riker, i didn't get a good look at the girl and i thought it was an older oh, okay. an older person um uh yeah because no, once would... again i i stand by Riker is the good kind of horny yes yeah he has he has appropriate boundaries. <laughs> Check out on our t-shirt shop. <laughs> Riker is the good kind of horny. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta get on that. We have one very mediocre t-shirt on there right now uh, that you can buy for, I don't know, twenty dollars or something. And then I, uh, and then I wrote down, "Oh God, it's a West episode," which is what I'm calling Wesley episodes from now approve, on. Approve, approve, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh then I wrote oh it's another hot, like 
it's another like peace negotiator episode too, which yeah. we're going to come back to that because it makes no fucking sense at all. Yeah, I feel like you just have to kind of because fucking let's <laughs> let's just blow it out right now because the the premise is the planet that she comes. So I I already said this. Like she comes from a planet that's at war. Her parents are from, are the 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 Montagues and the Capulets. She is you know the child of Romeo and Juliet. Um, except the writers decided to add a little wrinkle that makes it absolutely fucking batshit. Right. The planet is geolocked, which means that one side of the planet is always in nighttime and one side of the planet is always in daytime, and that's why they're at war. No. Nope. That's not a, that's not a situation that could ever develop. No. No. Well, I mean, okay, it could... Or be resolved. The all God damn it. Everyone okay. would just go to the side with the fucking light. Like well, this is Well, actually, the I side mean, with honestly, the, everyone would just live on the Terminator line. Exactly. Yeah. And that God, God damn it. Okay, we decided this a long time ago, which means that now we have to actually fucking do it. We have to give we have to give the premise the the premise the credit that we have to believe the premise. Oh, actually to, that that makes it now that I've said that, that actually makes it make a lot of sense. They're just fighting over the Terminator line because both the perpetual daytime and perpetual nighttime um, sites would be would be fucking horrible. So yeah. it's just a fight for the fucking Terminator line. But how does so? Okay, the theory that I'm going to put forth um, is that the geolock is evolu- is is new on the evolutionary scale. Sure, because in order, I'm not f- even gonna get into how that's impossible. Ah, fuck. All right, never mind. I don't even. <laughs> I don't have the energy for it. And there's so much other shit. To yeah, talk we about. got a lot of other shit going on. That's that's funnier than this. They get her, they get uh, the girl and the nun into their quarters, which Picard says they're we're putting you in quarters that are normally reserved for admirals. This is a fucking military vessel. Why are there reserved qu- just to have quarters? Why would there be? Spe- I don't. Um, that I, I don't no, know why I, I that mean, annoyed the shit. I out actually, of me. I actually think because they go on so many fucking diplomatic missions that actually made sense to me. Okay, that's a. That brings me to another point. Sure, hit me. How did they get on this mission? How did they get on most of the shit they're doing? But in most cases, there is at least um, the ability to communicate with a planet. Oh yeah, that's a good point because at the end they're like they're like they Riker's, get, Riker's like I it'd be great if we had contact with you guys yeah. in the future and it's like hang on why are you here now how did you get if you don't what have the fuck are you talking about? what how how did what if you da okay so we have to stop nitpicking plot holes because it's gonna take forever well this this. This is very much a writer's strike script. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's accidentally very brilliant. I think it's accidentally very funny. I it's, don't know that yeah, it's accidentally well, very brilliant, but yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like um, I, it's accidentally very, accidentally very entertaining. Oh, there's another explosion. Mm-hmm. Cool people are cool. I love it. Um, um, 
Okay, so anyway, so they get them into their admiral's quarters, their special deluxe admiral's quarters, and then Worf comes back to the bridge to bitch about the new passengers. Yep, he sure does. And 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 I have a I have a new segment called the the Worf quote. Okay, um, where he says, I don't even remember why he says this now because there's so much going on in this episode. But he at one point he says the body is just a shell. Oh yeah, that was so fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, because there's it's because Riker says before that something about how like she seems the like the uh, uh, the dolphin uh, girl seems so fragile, like she couldn't possibly something something. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, and then Worf is like the body is just a shell. And you're like, dude, Worf, what have you been watching on YouTube, yeah. man? No, so seriously, yeah, bro, guess- I'm worried. I would like to call that segment Worf being normal. <laughs> I had a good job, Worf, that was right around the same time. Cause like they take Worf takes her to takes them to their quarters and uh and Worf is like, I don't think that woman is ever satisfied. <laughs> and like it seems like he's right. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. But also Maybe don't say it like that. Weird, weird phrasing. But they definitely once again, Worf being normal. But uh, they definitely want to fuck at the end of the episode. So oh, they, yeah, they want to fight. Fuck. Yeah, which that's what Klingon fucking is. So and we'll, we'll, speaking we'll of Klingon fucking, <laughs> um, um, so we we had our we had our biggest laugh. Uh, our, our biggest on purpose laugh of the series so far <laughs> on this one. I would. I would say hands down. There's no no fucking argument there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's certainly the first time we both like laughed out loud <laughs> simultaneously while watching it at a thing that the writers intended to be funny. Okay, so hang on. But so before we get to that point, with it because it's introduced, it's still very confusing, and by the time it's fully explained i actually i have i had to give it to the writers i thought it was actually played well because it was confusing enough so we see uh the young girl and the and the old nun beamed on board right. and then we see a scene with the young girl talking with another young girl yeah, that part was weird it was very confusing and unnecessary honestly. and then the young the other young girl turned into a tiny gremlin thing and then later on, the tiny gremlin thing turned into the nun lady, right? Which was weird and confusing, but I th- I don't know I I kind of thought it worked okay. It didn't bother me that much. Yeah, it took me a second, but I I, I got there. It 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 didn't seem it didn't seem necessary for the nun lady to turn into a young girl to be a confidant like yeah yeah that part was unnecessary because the virgin sacrifice girl like she knows yeah she knows who it is you don't need to yeah and that part really didn't make sense with the whole rest of the character it's almost like this was a badly written screenplay produced by writers who were on strike it's almost like that it is almost like that um so so wes cannot do his job he is too distracted. Correct. Because there is a girl and they have exchanged approximately eight words. Yep. And they've he, had they've had a brief back and forth and now he is She knows how his, magnets work. And his dick is just 
ripping a hole through that fucking jumpsuit. He is going to marry her. <laughs> I gave I gave Jordy a good job here because honestly, like coaching an adolescent, yeah, through the situation, I think Jordy handles that scene pretty well. Yeah, my 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 problem with that scene is like. Yes, you're right. Adolescent men are fucking idiots. <laughs> Why? Do Maybe you have... <laughs> they shouldn't be in charge of the engine of yeah. the spaceship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of the faster than light spaceship. Yeah. They shouldn't be able to blow up the engine by by. Yeah, he literally by being horny and not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's bad. It seems bad. So Wesco's looking for advice. He sure does. Do you want to talk about the first person that he asked for advice after? I mean, he talks to Data first. But no, he talks to War first. Oh, yeah. Because that's the intro to the scene. Well, that no, was the I laugh. Mean, he talks to Data like way before this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But after Jordy. Yeah. So he first, because he first tries so Jordy, at. Jordy says, go ask for some advice because Jordy is apparently like an autistic guy who's never fucked, which yeah, checks out. Well, no, he's just like, I'm busy. He's like, first of all, right. you cannot be actually, here right yeah, now. Fair enough. My assistant is too horny to work, so yeah. I am actually very busy now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get the fuck out of here. Like, number one, you're too horny to be here. Number two, this isn't that complicated. Go talk to her. Number three, get the fuck out. I'm busy because you're too horny to do your goddamn job. Right. Uh, so he goes and talks to Worf first. <laughs> Uh, Jack, would you like to describe um, the Klingon? I mean, I feel like you should do it because this is more suited to your um, vocal oh, that's talents. Okay. So imagine a smash cut from Jordy saying, just go ask somebody you trust for advice. Smash cut. And that's the Klingon mating ritual. <laughs> and Worf got so fucking turgid from describing it. It was too much. Like, back to what we've already discussed about how Worf really needs to get laid Worf very really badly. really needs to let a nut off. Yeah. Like, he has not unloaded one in a fucking while. But it also gets into, like, Apparently, that's what Klingon women do to signify that they would like to fuck. Yeah. And then, like, Klingon men read love poetry. Read poems. <laughs> and then Klingon when, women throw things at them. That all sounds great. I love it. Yeah, I love I'm the, I love the idea. It, like, it's yeah, great premise. Lady, Everybody, Ladies, if you're listening to this and you want to have sex with me, please come to my house and throw things at me. <laughs> yep. Actually... Nope, Shit. definitely well, do that. Jack lives at the corner of Jack. Please don't do this. <laughs> don't do that. Do not dox me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but so Worf just gets way too because he's like, yeah, and they fucking scratch you. They yeah, scratch all yeah. over you. And, and Wes is like. I imagine Worf retires in the holodeck after this <laughs> conversation. 100%. Like, maybe just for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, 15 or 20. Just a quick one. Just, you know, yep. just sweat it out. Um, And then he goes and asks Data, which, okay. My first thought, as soon as it smash cuts to Worf, I'm like, why did you not go immediately to Riker? And he does eventually, and we'll get to that. Right. But, but you go to Riker. Yeah, you go to Riker, but also you definitely do not go to Data. No, you don't go to Data. Oh, fuck, but we already Just, talked about it. What? Fuck, and no, no, but no, like, no. No, I'm countermanding my own notes because we already established he's the third fuckingest person on the ship. Right, but he fucked one time and it was because the entire ship was under the influence of Space Molly. That doesn't fucking count. Still third fuckingest. Um, I honestly, like, so... Yeah, the whole finding, fig, finally figuring out that the gremlin thing slash other girl was the old lady. That, yeah, that well, surprised I think me. You're calling it a, a gremlin. I I wrote down shitty bear. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess tomato tomato. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shitty bear. Well, it also sounds exactly like a. Um, what are the uh, the the aliens from uh, from Tatooine? Uh, oh, Jawas? No, Sand Raiders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds just like a fucking Sand Raider. Um, and yeah, so it so the yeah, shapeshifters right. have the ability to either be, I guess, any humanoid form, or small shitty bear, or large dangerous shitty bear. Yeah, no, I, my my observation about the Mother Superior character was. I can I can look like anything, so I I go between bug-eyed old lady <laughs> and terrible bear. <laughs> That's the limit of my imagination, everybody. Yeah, like you don't have to look like a shitty bug-eyed old lady to act like a shitty bug-eyed old lady. Right, you could be like a Meryl Streep type bitch. She could just look like the. I mean, she could she could be anything. Right. She and she's managed it just. Okay, so here, here was one of the things that 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 stuck in my mind about it because it got me thinking about Kai Wynn, which I can't remember if you've seen any of the DS Nine that has her. I know I've told you about her and how no, she's I the haven't. fucking worst. Yeah. But she also fits so squarely into that prototype of just I don't know school marm or uh, or, or governess or just uh, mean, impossible to impress, impossible to please. Right, like a scold. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, this person where you're like, I don't even want to try with you because I'm no, I know I'm not going to succeed because you have impossible expectations and you're mean and bad and right. yeah, um, and that's yeah, that was that was how I felt about. I'm not going to be able to edit out your belches on this uh, on this recording. I'm either. trying to. I'm trying. I know. I just I didn't put us on separate tracks, which means I can't go out and I can't go back and and cut out you burping while I'm talking. Sorry, listeners. There's burps on this one. Okay. And there's burps on this one is going to be on a t-shirt on our t-shirt. <laughs> Rare burp episode. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he finally goes and asks Riker. So let me ask you this: uh, Did Riker and Guinan fuck on this episode? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they did. I don't know why I don't think so. So here's my perception on it. 
because their their interchange really struck me. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was the the sword fight scene from Princess Bride. Um, just mm, it's you know it's yeah. very all very it's practiced. Very practiced. It's very yeah. practiced moves. It's uh, it's, it's like the. Um, this, can be a really deep cut but did you ever play the secret of monkey island no <laughs> so it's it's a it's it's one of those like adventure games where anyway whatever um but the sword fighting in the game is based on having the right comeback for every fucking line that somebody says to you okay yeah so same yeah. thing yeah and you win the sword fight by basically just being fucking witty as shit okay um but yeah, yeah, same. Thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah same basic premise, and and so because here's the it's it strikes me as two people. It's like, it's like two people who have never danced together, but have both spent a lot of time practicing dancing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. And you know, and that that's got to be a trope that's in a bunch of movies. I can't think of oh, a, sure. a specific yeah. example, but uh, but yeah. So they they're both doing this very like pretty quick back and forth, you know, flirtation thing. Uh, and the thing that sealed it for me, because I was really on the fence about whether or not they were going to fuck after that scene, uh, but Wes is like, I don't know if this is for me, and Guinan's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, okay, actually, so now I can say the reason I don't think they fucked is because that was, like, them doing that was the point of them doing that. Like, it wasn't, they weren't doing that to figure out if they wanted to fuck or not they were just doing it to like like being good at swords yeah like, no no it's, I get... it's, a, it's a duel instead of them one of them trying to penetrate the other one so to speak yeah you know i get i get where you're coming from i just the other thing that occurs to me is that if you're a flirtatious person if you if you're a, if you're a person who has practiced any skill uh, finding somebody else who's kind of who kind of matches you on that level, uh, and gives you the opportunity to have a really good sparring match. That's gonna gets you know the old, gets the old blood up. Yeah, it's gonna. Sure. Yeah. All right. So while I don't think there is any interpersonal chemistry between Guinan and uh, and Riker, and I don't think that there is any chance that they will have a long term relationship or anything like that, I think that there is at least a strong possibility that they were both like. You know, I never thought wanna, of. Do you want to just? Do you want to just go? Yeah, like as soon as Wes, <laughs> as soon as Wes walked away, they were both like, "Should we? Uh, you want to go? That, uh, was, that was fun. Do you want to? You know, do the thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. Um, I still don't really think so. I think it was more like the formality of the duel was was what was good for them about it. Um, I mean, you may be right. Yeah, like but, I said, yeah, I, but, I see your perspective on but it. But you know what? Listeners, get at us and let us know <laughs> if Riker and Guinan fuck. <laughs> Tweet at us at Star Trek, or wait, at what is Ship Facts. <laughs> Tweet us at Ship Facts, at Leo Like Neil, and at Who is Jack Gunn, and let us know whether or not you think Guinan and Riker fucked. Um, um, that the, the most deeply frustrating thing about that scene for me was, um, as somebody who recently... Uh, started a new occupation as bartender oh no <laughs> like oh like, Riker's just like Guinan I need some help and then Guinan just leaves the fucking bar <laughs> to go oh okay okay that's not what I thought you were gonna say <laughs> oh what did you think I was gonna I thought say? you were going for uh the perennial curse of the bartender 
of uh, having to watch pe- two people do the thing that Riker and Guinan are doing right there. Oh, no, that doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Um, but no, like, she just leaves the fucking bar. Yeah, it's yeah, like, that. aren't you? Do you what have the a, fuck are you doing? You have a job. You're bartending. Don't don't go sit at the table and counsel a horny teenager. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so we get. Oh, and t- I also, uh, uh, real quick, I want to. I want. I made some commentary on the the actual dialogue that Guinan and Riker are fencing with each other. Oh with. God. Um, and I wrote, "This shit sucks, bro." It does. It does suck. It sucks. Ass. It sucks really bad. It sucks. Um, it the is, only thing that is redeeming about it is that they are. They both seem to be enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. They both. They so both it's like, are. They both are. Are yes ending the shit out of each yeah, other. Yeah. If t- if two people, if two consenting adults have both decided that they are going to have the most dog shit conversation. Yeah. That you can possibly imagine. Okay. Sure. Fine. Like. Like on and like yeah, going back to what you said about the curse of the bartender, um, I've never seen anybody um, exchange that kind of dialogue okay. at one of my tables. Um, if they if I did, I would probably shoot them. I have with a, a gun. I have a I have a very in order to kill them. Um, <laughs> I have a specific talent uh, that has come in handy. In the past, and I assume the statute of limitations on this is, has run out, so I'm going to go ahead and admit it here on this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. oh, no. We're um, crimes now, baby. I have, uh, like, mild lactose intolerance. not severe. Like, I can still eat cheese and whatnot. Um, but if I actually drink, like, an entire glass of milk, uh, I will just do a lot of farting. Or if, for instance, you decide you want milkshakes. Uh, I mean, it's more well, we're at the gun range. Oh, yeah, I did fart in your car a lot. Uh, anyway, um, no, but uh, but uh, what what I have done in the past when I have uh, been in the service industry and if there was somebody that I did not care for uh, is just go to the kitchen and drink like eight to 12 ounces of milk and wait 10 minutes and then just start walking by their table and farting. What statute of limitations are you talking about here? The fart. (laughs) (laughs) This is the dumbest this show has ever gotten. (laughs) (laughs) You're proposing the fart statute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Okay, Um, so... Uh, the school marm slash terrible, uh, murder bear lady is getting us. It just, okay. No, never mind. I was going to nitpick again about how it's ridiculous that she's so overprotective, but fucking fine. Whatever. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Okay. So she gets, she takes a a tour of the ship by herself because the, precious baby virgin sacrifice child can't leave her quarters because it's not safe uh and she goes to engineering where she inexplicably knows all of the fucking details she knows how to fly a spaceship which why not only fly a spaceship she knows how to fix a spaceship right yeah yeah fair enough yeah like i know how to drive a car i don't know how to fix a car i know how when the needle uh on the gas tank goes to e i can fix that like a motherfucker 
Yeah. How do you do that? You go to the place that has the gas. Oh. You give them money. They give you gas. You take it over. You take make a cup with your hands, and then they put. <laughs> <laughs> they put it in there, and then you go like that. You just funnel so it. So I have I have a life hack for you. <laughs> um, if you take up take a, a piece of paper and roll it up like diagonally, you can make a funnel. Oh, okay. And that'll get more of the gas from your hands into the into the. The gas hole. That's a good car. life hack. That's yeah. that's a good that's a good Listeners, trick. Check that out. Yeah, make a funnel out of paper to dump the hand gas <laughs> into into the tank of your car. Uh, um, but and so that goes whatever. Um, and then they go to the fucking sick bay, and she demands that a guy who has something something disease be murdered. Yeah. Not, not very chill. Not 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 chill at all. Not using your cover well. Like you might as well just come on as the terrifying shitty bearer thing. Yeah. If you're gonna be like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that really bothers me about it. Well, and it's also like a very robotic logic, um, which doesn't really get touched on again. Where it's like, right? Well, like yeah, like that's how like a robot would think if it was <clears throat> programmed with like. In, precisely one fucking imperative which was to protect the virgin sacrifice girl at all at right all but it also it fails to like <clears throat> it takes one avenue of like overprotection and fails to address uh the fact that that opens up like a myriad of other avenues like the fact that there are ladders on the ship and right. the fact that there are heavy things kept on high shelves and the fact that they're in a fucking ship going through space which mm-hmm. is one of the most inhospitable places to be. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. She is definitely in more danger from being in a space can than just being than on, she the, is from, on a planetary surface where it's actually pretty hard to die. Uh, I mean, that planet looked shitty as hell. Like, did, both yeah, of those planets looked... They did look like dog shit. They look like dog shit. They both look like SETI Alpha 5. Um, but while this is going on, um, the Virgin Sacrifice Girl... Well, so Wesley is just just wandering the halls. Well, he's trying to go see her. Yes. Um, And he wanders up to her door. And the security (laughs) guard's like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And then she opens the door and is like, oh, hey, do you want to show me how to use the food replicator? Can you help tell me? Can you help me learn how to talk to the wall? And he's like, absolutely. And then he goes in there, bad job, security guard. <laughs> and and in my head canon, the rest of the episode is like flashed forward six months later, and he is just deeply in trouble because she's pregnant. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will. Uh, so I'm going to skip ahead, but I don't. It does not seem like they fucked, which I really wanted the show no, to at they least. Did, they didn't fuck. Like, I wanted it to give us at least enough of a gap for you and me and our head canon to decide that they fucked, and they really didn't. Uh, no, but yeah, she's really like, can you but... come in and help me talk to the wall? And he's like, yeah, here's the, okay. I like chocolate as much as the next person. Sure. This show enshrines and eroticizes chocolate. Too much. Yeah. Too much. To a point that is weird. Yes. Like it's worse than a Kathy cartoon. Yes. It's really weird. And gross. Yeah. So he gets her Bablalian 
chocolate mousse. And then they do the thing again. An, another point where I'm like, this is very realistic. The first thing that they do is go off to the holodeck to get high. Yeah, which that tracks. Yeah, like, and they yeah. for sure smoked weed before going through that simulation or whatever sim space weed, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Which ah, oh, goddamn it! That means they create another another super virus. Yeah, I did write down. Oh God, is it a holodeck and a Wesley episode? <laughs> <laughs> But they didn't do too much holodeck shit, so. Um, but so back to that scene in the holodeck, um, I've got to say that, uh, one, uh, Pulaski's motivation and her writing and her performance here were pretty fucking good. But in large part, that's just because the uh, the, the Mother Superior yeah, is so completely out of line, and all Pulaski has to do is be like, no, you may not murder my patient. Yeah, the, the source of conflict is so unreasonable that yeah. it's like... Yeah, almost anybody could nail that yeah. job and and come across as like the good guy. Um, but I also at that point I was like, this this lady's kind of a pretty good villain. Yeah, yeah. And I also, mean, her motivation is kind of one dimensional, but yeah. Um, and also, they're like, oh, we'll get into this a little bit later, but they're completely, apparently, completely unprepared to deal with somebody like this. Yeah, um, and, and I mean. Shape shifting is not something that's super common, even like even within the even within Deep Space Nine, where there's like an entire species of shape shifters. It's not something that, that is like an absolute everyday thing. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like her shape shifting is not that impressive because it seems to be she has four forms, which is a horrible old woman, um, child, teenager. Yeah, teen. Yeah, yeah. teenager. Um, horrible small bear and horrible large bear. Yeah. Um, not that good of a repertoire. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and energy dildo. And energy dildo, which yeah, gets, that's her fine. That's the, the that's the final the form. Final form. <laughs> Is ephemeral dildo. <laughs> so uh, dibs on the band. <laughs> you, are, you already have like four names. Um, well, I'm taking that one too. Suck my ephemeral dildo. <laughs> so uh, Wes and the Virgin Sacrifice go to the holodeck, and then they go to Ten Forward for more fetishized chocolate. Hang on, before so they're on the holodeck, and Wes is like, she's like, "Wow, I've never seen any. I've never done or fucking seen anything because I'm a Virgin Sacrifice," um, which is never explained, but. She just does all of the virgin sacrifice shit, and so weird. Yeah, and it, okay, so it, it's also Wes keeps saying, "Oh, you'll go, you'll travel, you'll see and do and blah blah blah." And it's like, dude, plenty of people like you live on a starship and you get to go and see cool shit. Plenty of people in your universe just live on a planet for right. most of their lives and like maybe travel to another planet a few times. Yeah, they go on vacation. A, a, occasionally yeah i mean it's it 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 is there is every reason to believe that it is comparable to the way that most people in the world today live their lives with regard to uh, you know to different travel locations where yeah you may go on vacation once or twice a year to one or two different locations or whatever but you're not spending your entire life traveling and neither are i'm gonna say a significant most, chunk of most people everybody yeah 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 and, and and 
Yeah, no, you're completely right. Um, I have a completely <clears throat> different point, which he says uh, we've only mapped 19% of the galaxy. That's so fucking much. Oh, yeah. 19% of the galaxy is so fucking much space. Yeah. <laughs> that they've claimed to map. That's that that can't be right, Wes. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know if there exists a, a a map of like what the different quadrants are because, you know, within the Star Trek universe, they refer to like obviously Earth and almost all of the shows, well, of uh, original series and next generation uh take place in the alpha quadrant and then right. you've got uh okay so first of all taking the basic greek al- greek alphabet you got alpha beta, alpha beta gamma delta so nobody ever talks about the beta quadrant that i can remember yep. ever I, have, I i cannot recall ever having heard of the beta quadrant uh the gamma quadrant is what is accessed by the wormhole outside of uh uh the deep space nine and the delta quadrant is where voyager is tossed to in voyager enterprise obviously takes place entirely within the alpha quadrant um this is really good content yeah okay i'm stopping okay why the fuck does wes have the authority to just tell somebody they can just stay on the enterprise yeah yeah, why? Why why is that a thing he can arrange? I'm going to go ahead and say it's not a thing he can arrange. It's almost as if uh he's a teenager flexing muscles he doesn't have. Yep. Promising things he can't deliver. Yep. So actually it tracks completely. Yeah, actually that completely tracks that uh, that actually didn't strike me weird at all. Yeah. Uh, I wrote it down but now that I've now that I've spoken it out I'm like actually yeah no then yeah no teenagers talk out their asses. So the mother superior um they take they put her under arrest and as they're put as they're taking her back to her quarters she's like you know I'm like stronger than you guys and like you can't stop me from doing anything. And I will just <laughs> kick the shit out of you if you try. Uh-huh. And they're like, okay, have a good night. And they just put her inside her room. Uh-huh. And then she gets out of her room. Hey, look. I have been out on the streets um, loudly protesting the excesses of police, uh, the police's use of force. And I don't apologize for that. I'm going to go ahead and say you can go too far the other way. (laughs) (laughs) And this is one scenario where it's like, okay, you're going to blow up the spaceship if we don't restrain you. Let's restrain you. Yeah. Yeah. You you just tried to murder somebody in sickbay. For being sick. And as we were... You tried to, hang on, hang on. You tried to kill a guy for being sick. Right. Because that guy being sick was too much of a threat to your your ward, who is also in the same space canister. Right. So rather than, I mean, I guess they just want to, like, find out what else is going to be too much of a threat. Um but yeah, like I would say, like as like when you're escorting the prisoner to prison for the safety of the people in sick bay, and the prisoner says, "There's no way you can keep me here." 
that's the time to escalate force. Yeah. That's that's your moment. Or just let her out. Like that's the that's kind of how I felt about it. It's like yeah. Or just be like okay. Just fuck drop it. the sh- like, yeah. Fine. Just just drop the charade right. and be like okay. Fucking fine. Right. But yeah, like the whole either, either yeah either yeah open the thing up with- of being like well get in there anyway and don't you come out even though I can't stop you right that's yeah it's either stun rays and fucking shackles or just be like all right fine fuck it do whatever you want yeah but don't this yeah this half ass shit is like it's real dumb it's real dumb um so. We already talked about how the how the fuck did they get on this mission that doesn't make any sense. Oh, uh <laughs> when uh when Picard tells Wes what the schoolmarm lady is, because mm-hmm. he uses the word which Pulaski manages to pull out of her ass. Uh yeah, and I don't a, remember now. A, uh a lazimorph, I think, is my. Lazimorph, yeah. I think that's what my handwriting says. Sure. Um, so Picard could have just said she's a shapeshifter. Yep. Um, but he didn't. He said a lazimorph. Uh, and then Wes is like, she's a shapeshifter? Fuck you. Fuck you, writers. Right. Fuck you. Just say shapeshifter. I- he is a ship prodigy, not a fucking everything prodigy. Uh, ugh, just, just, uh, fucking yeah. dumb. Um,. This scene, okay, so, <laughs> uh, so the virgin sacrifice comes to Wes's quarters, uh, and there's this, like, basically, it's the scene where they, it's the scene where they almost fuck, um, right. and uh, I loved uh, the camera work on it. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was like it was cutting back and forth between like the focus. So it was like the, an over sh- over the shoulder shot, you know, like over his shoulder, looking at her over her shoulder, looking at right. him back and forth. Um, but for each of those, every time the camera changed uh, positions, it would do like a slow pan in on the person that was talking and then cut over this one and like slow pan in and then cut over this one. But it was at, like back out to the same, like the original. Uh-huh. Position. So it was just like this repeating the same camera effect. That's like, that's, you know, meant to create, a, you know, urgency or intimacy or whatever, but it, they did it just enough times for me to be like, I see what you're doing. Yeah. I get it. I can see the man behind the curtain. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I didn't catch that. I mean, by and large, most of like, I just don't think about the camera work in the show because it's mostly dog shit. I mean, it's very like it, it is very often dog shit, which is why something like this stands out to me because it's like somebody made a choice. Oh yeah, somebody was like going for it. And yeah, then was like just balls out. Yeah, and and failed. Um, um yeah. So, uh, fucking schoolmarm shows up and turns into form of giant bear, uh, and then. The girl turns into also form of giant bear. Hey, do you want to talk about what Wesley was doing before the girl showed up in his quarters? Oh, he was playing Battleship or he something. He was playing Space Battleship. <laughs> yeah. Against the computer, which, oof. Yeah, he was playing. That's sad, man. <laughs> I like to think that the writers uh, were trying to be metaphorical. Because let's be honest, what was he actually doing? Hmm. Mm, good point. Yeah, he was playing a two-player game by himself. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. Uh, 
I think you're giving the writers a lot of credit there. Yeah. But uh I'm feeling charitable today. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, he, I'm just gonna choose to believe yeah, that was that was a that was a uh, visual metaphor for him just just cranking the just hog. cranking it <laughs> off. Cranking it off. Yeah. Um yeah, so they're both monster morphs. Um Yeah, I wrote down hell yeah, she's also a terrible bear. Yeah. Uh <laughs> fuck yeah. Which why is that a surprise? Like I, yeah, why like, they're from? It's like the, yeah, of course she's also a terrible bear thing. Yeah, like they're from the same planet. They're presumably the same species, even though the schoolmarm lady is apparently from one of the moons. And what I, I don't know. It I. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to dwell on the parts that don't make sense. Um, and then so they have this like. <sighs> So they they you know break up the fight or whatever she you know makes her not kill Wes, and then they have this like heart to heart in their quarters, um, where the school marm is like, yeah, I wasn't gonna kill him, I just wanted to scare him, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of people have waved guns at people, and resulted in people getting shot. Yep. And yeah, afterwards, a lot, of, like, a lot of people have said that after I just wanted to scare body. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't love it. Yeah, a lot of people have uh, hung people by ropes in trees and then said mm. they just wanted to scare them. Anyway. On this Star Trek podcast. On this Star Trek podcast. Um, and then she's like, so the uh, the virgin sacrifice is like, I'm ready to lead now. <laughs> and it's like, well, I almost fucked. So I guess I'm ready to lead an entire planet. <laughs> I almost fucked one nervous 15-year-old boy who would have just just absolutely blown his fucking nuts out in one pump. Yep. So, time to run a planet. Yep. Diplomacy. <laughs> and then, yeah, we get that interchange between the school marm and Worf where, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't think they did, but I hope they did. I mean, it was much hotter than the fucking uh, Gaina and, and Riker thing. Well, it was also hotter than the interchange between Wes and the the Virgin Sacrifice oh, yeah, girl. That's that's to be expected. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, hopefully War fucked that lady. Yeah, they both need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both they were both direly in need of uh, some pipe cleaning. Yeah. Um, Wes is lamenting his lost love to Guinan. Motherfucker, neither of you know knows what love means. No, shut the fuck up. You've known each other for two days. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Stop mean, like, it. I still remember being a teenager. And yeah, and I like just just how fucking out of control your emotions felt all the time. Yeah, um, but everybody's being a little too patient with him, in my opinion. Yeah. Instead of just being like, dude, you're a teenager. Like, just it's been two days, dude. Because that, that's the thing. Days. Like, even when even when either of us were teenagers, and you had those just like incredible, you know, like just knock right. down emotions where you're like, oh my god, if if this person doesn't talk to me, I'm gonna fucking die. Right. Um, when you when you wouldn't talk to adults about it, they were like, shut the fuck up. Well, and <laughs> even I, what, the the point that I was gonna get to was, at, at least in in my recollection, situations like that never occurred with somebody who i had only known for two days sure 
you know? Yeah, 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 that's that's true. Like, it had to be, there was some sort of extended flirting over a period. Yeah, it just. Yeah. <sighs> also, uh, do, do we want to talk about how Wes kind of is a turf? Yeah, well, I don't, I wasn't going to describe it as turf, but yeah, his reaction to finding out that she's not 100% human is real fucked up. Yeah, I, I would. Turf is the most like real world. Um, uh, 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 I just parallel went, I can think of. I mean, I just went for basic racist because yeah, he finds out that she's not as human as you know as he thought that she was, and he's a real fucking incel about it. He's a real sad boy. Well, about he's, it. he's really like, oh, you were just presenting as a woman, and she's like, no. Like, I was a woman in that scenario. Right. And he's, I mean, it, 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 he, he gets over it and gives her some chocolate again. What the fuck is with the chocolate here, in this episode? Here, would you like a perishable uh, memoir, or not memoir, what's the word I'm looking for? Souvenir. Here, would you like a perishable yeah. souvenir to remember me by? Yeah. Take this thing that will be rotten in five days and remember me. Which, actually, decent metaphor. <laughs> Again, maybe the writers are actually outsmarting us. They're not, listeners. I would, li- I would like to believe that they are, though. Um, I do like that, that it's established pretty late in the episode that um, the reason they ask at the very beginning, what species are you, um, is so that they can craft forms that are acceptable and then like and then like yeah like the the virgin sacrifice like is a fairly like you know uh like attractive like lolita type and then and then the the mother superior just looks like absolute fucking shit (laughs) okay here's the problem though why did they not know what species of people were coming to pick them up again why were they why was the enterprise here this just like Honest. you're right. That's that that was because that drove me nuts too. Like I caught on to that. I was like, okay, so they did a really good job writing that premise. The idea right. that they asked, "What species are you?" and then they morphed into that yeah, species. It was, it was a good like close the loophole thing. Yeah, but then you're but like, then there's a much larger, loophole. a bigger, <laughs> a bigger encompassing loophole <laughs> that is still very much a hole and not a loop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to say this one is canonically just a dream sequence. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a dream, everybody. I mean, this is a dream Wesley had, let's be clear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like a lot of this show is fever dreams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as a matter of fact, we, oh, shit. Okay, so I wanted to talk about that Brooklyn Nine-Nine theory, too. Um, But I think you could very easily uh, write off a significant portion of this show as... uh, not fever dreams, but uh, stasis dreams. Oh, right. Like, they don't actually have warp drive. They just they go into stasis. Or, like, even if you have warp drive, I mean, it's still, like, fucking 50 light years is still 50 light years. You know, it still takes well, a no, really... no, that's the point of warp drive is that it's right, not it's fa- Yeah, it's 50. It's faster than... Li- anyway, but, yeah, so they have... Yeah, it's... So they actually do have some sort of, like, stasis program where they just get put into suspended anim- animation and all of the absolute batshit scenarios that we watch on the show are just stasis dreams. <laughs> just all the... Yeah, all the bad episodes. 
<laughs> yeah, everything with like the one with the 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 dog aliens and the fish aliens or whatever. That one was absolutely a yeah 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 yeah. yeah that was uh, a, that was definitely a stasis dream. And also like the computer because they have to have something to sort like they have to have some kind of input when they're in stasis so that interacts with the computer theory. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I got some stuff to think about. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, we didn't have anything really leading, really pointing to the computer trying to kill everybody in this episode. I know, and, like, when they were on the holodeck and Wes kept asking the computer to do stuff, I was kind of like, all right, well, let's see. <laughs> and then, no, nothing, nothing yeah, really no, happened. Yeah, no, nothing really happened. So. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to throw this in here, but, uh, so, there's been a lot of... Um, uh, canceling of various media for various reasons. Uh, and there's been a lot of uh, some shade thrown at Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a show that I've really enjoyed. It is a cop comedy TV show. I haven't seen any shade other than that Hard Times article that I sent you, which I th- which was just a joke. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I, I don't think I've any, seen anything serious about it. But one, uh, one, one Brooklyn Nine-Nine theory that I saw – that I thought was, I don't know, interesting to think about or whatever, uh, is that the 99th precinct is, in fact, uh, good cop heaven, uh, which also which explains why there are not very many cops there mm-hmm. uh, and and also why everything is just, you know, kind of uh, OK and fun and everything always works out. Yeah. There's no nobody in the 99th precinct has ever uh, had to uh, or, or chosen to or done anything really fucking horrible and they're all just good people who get along with each other and uh and the people that they arrest uh and their superiors and inferiors and uh yeah i think it's a fun fun little theory so i've never watched that show but i if it's streaming on something i have a subscription to i might i think it's on the netflix is it on the flicks it's either on the netflix or it's on the hulu interesting um I might watch it because that actually sounds like a nice escapist fantasy yeah. for me right now. I mean, it's a very entertaining, like, the performances are fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, all of the characters are really good. Uh, and even from, like, season one, I mean, we've talked about this before, like, a lot it's of... It's that si- one, like, goony guy that from the Lonely Island, right? Andy Samberg, yeah. Yeah, that's married to Joanna Newsom. I don't know who Joanna Newsom is. Oh. Um, she's like a experimental um norwegian singer songwriter it's no, very funny like to listen that's bjork there are other nope. there are more people nope can i finish there's only bjork can i bjork listeners join <laughs> us next week when leo just says the word bjork over and over again bjork 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 Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. We love you.